0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, right here on the Nacham Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagel, I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and we have a different show uh, type for you today. Um, obviously, for the last few weeks, we've been speaking about the OU convention, which has now come and gone and was a tremendous, uh, smashing success. Um, but today, we're going to discuss something a little bit different. Uh, for many of you who know me, you know that I'm very into uh, sports. I like sports, and I think that there are a lot of lessons that can be learned from sports, um, obviously aside from teamwork and fair play. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that we can take out of and learn about ourselves and about others uh, and related to the field of athletics. And there's a number of things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, for those of you who are familiar, and maybe many of you are not, uh, Stuart Scott, who um, was a news reporter, he was an anchor for SportsCenter um, for the last 21 years. He actually passed away uh, Sunday morning after a seven-year about with a rare type of cancer. Um, And uh, I was watching the show highlighting his life, and a number of his coworkers were talking about him and the impact that they had on him, and there's a lot that you can learn from somebody who, let's say, dedicated their life to, quote-unquote, just sports. Um, And there's a lot to take out of that, and I think a number of different ways that we can learn from both the mixture of Jewish music as well as secular speeches and topics that is out there to give a good taste. Um, so I want to thank you all for listening. Of course, you're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, and we're going to start with actually one of my favorite speeches uh, of all time. Uh, this speech was given in 1994 by Jim Valvano, who uh, at the time was, he didn't know it then, uh, was just a few months away from his own passing. Uh, Jim Valvano was a basketball coach, uh, but so much more than that. He was um, the coach of the 1983 North Carolina State Wolfpack, uh team that won the national championship in 1983. He actually became famous for being that coach after the championship. He was running around celebrating and just running around and running around looking for somebody to hug. Uh, he's actually famous for that. And in 1994, right before he was about to die, um, he was presented with uh, an award called the Arthur Ashe Courage Award, which was presented at the first ever ESPY Awards, which is a sports uh, award show similar to the Golden Globes or the Emmys or something like that. Um, and at this speech, at this event, he gave an acceptance speech, uh, which is, I think, very famous and very well known. And it helped to start the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research, um, which to date has raised hundreds of millions of dollars for cancer research and even was part of the uh, organization that decided to begin a, 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 um, a study and a practice test. Uh, of which Stuart Scott was actually a part of. Um, so this speech was given in 1994, just a few weeks uh, before Jim Valvano's death, and here is uh, the speech from the 1994 SBs for Jim Valvano.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. that That's the lowest I've ever seen Dick Vitale since the the owner of the Detroit Pistons called him in and told him he should go into broadcasting. Uh, I can't tell you... What an honor it is to even be mentioned the same breath with an Arthur Ashe. Um, this is something I certainly will will treasure forever. But as as uh, was said on the tape, I and I also I don't have one of those things going with the cue cards, so I'm going to speak longer than anybody else has spoken tonight. That that's the way it goes. Time time is very precious to me. I don't know how much. I have left, and I have some things that I would like to say. Hopefully, at the end, I'll have something that will be uh, important to, uh, to other people, too. But I can't help it. Now when I'm fighting cancer, everybody knows that. Uh, and people ask me all the time about how you, you go through your life and how's your day. And nothing has changed for me, as Dick said. I'm a very emotional, passionate man. I can't help it. That's being the son of Rocco and Angelina Valvano. That you comes with the territory. Right? We hug, we kiss, we love. And, and when people say to me, how do you get through uh, life or, or each day is the same thing? To me, there are three things we all should do every day. We do this every day of our life. You're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think and you cry, that's a full day, that's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And so, I can't help, I rode on the plane up today with Mike Krzyzewski, my, my good friend and a wonderful coach, but people don't realize he's a 10 times better person than he is a coach, and we know he's a great coach, he's meant a lot to me in these last five or six months of my battle. But when I look at Mike, I think we competed against each other as players. I coached against him for 15 years. And I always have to think about what's important in life is to think to me of three things, where you started, where you are, and where you're gonna be. Those are the three things that I try and do every day. And you know, when I think about getting up and giving a speech, I can't help it. I have to remember the first speech I ever gave. I was coaching at Rutgers University. That was my first job. Oh, that's wonderful. And I was the freshman coach. That's when freshmen played on freshman team. And I was so fired up about my first job. I see Holtz, Coach Holtz here. What was it like the first job you had, right? The very first time you stood in a locker room to give a pep talk. That's a special place, the locker room, for a coach to give a talk. So my idol as a coach was Vince Lombardi. And I read this book called Commitment to Excellence by Vince Lombardi. And in the book, Lombardi talked about the first time he spoke before his Green Bay Packer team in a locker room. There were perennial losers. And I'm reading this, and Lombardi said he was thinking, should it be a long talk, a short talk? But he wanted to be emotional. He said, be brief. And this is what he did. He, he, normally, you get in a locker room, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour, before the team takes the field. You do your little X and O's, and then you give the great Newt Rockety talk. We all do. Speech number 84. You pull them right out. You get, you get ready. Get your squad ready. Well, this is the first one I ever gave. And I read this thing, Lombardi. What he said was, he didn't go in. He waited. His team was wondering, where is he? Where is this great coach? He's not there. Ten minutes, he's still not there. Three minutes before they take the field, Lombardi comes in, bangs the door open, and I think you all remember what great presence he had, right? Great presence. And he walked in, and he just walked back and forth like this, just staring at the players. And he said, all eyes on me. I'm reading this in his book, and I'm getting a picture of this Lombardi before his first game. And he said, gentlemen, we will be successful this year. You can focus on three things and three things only. Your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. And, he, and the rest of it, they knocked the walls down. The rest was history. I said, that's beautiful. I'm going to do that. Your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. That's it. I had it. I'm, listen, I'm 21 years old. The kids I'm coaching are 19, all right? And I and I'm going to be the greatest coach in the world, the next Lombardi. And I'm ready, and I'm practicing out and I'm right beside the locker room. And the manager's telling me, "You got to go in. Not yet, not yet. Family, religion, Rutgers basketball. All eyes on me. I got, it. I got." It. And now finally he said, three minutes." I said, "Fine." True story. I go to knock the doors open, just like Lombardi. Boom! it didn't open. I almost broke my arm. I was like, you know, it's one it didn't open. Now I'm down. The players are looking. You know, coach, get, it, get it. help the coach up. Help him up. You know. And now I did like Lombardi, I walked back and forth, right? and I was going like that with my arm, get the feeling back in it. And finally I said, gentlemen, all eyes on me. And these kids wanted to play, they're 19, let's go. I said, gentlemen, we'll be successful this year if you can focus on three things and three things only. They said, yeah. I said, your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers, I told you. <laughs> I did that. I remember that. <laughs> I remember, I remember where I came from. It's so important to know where you are. And I know where I am right now. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. You have to be willing to work for it. I talked about my family. My family is so important. People think I have courage. The courage of my family is my wife, Pam, my three daughters here, Nicole, Jamie, Leanne, my mom, He's right here too, and, and and that screen is flashing up there. Thirty seconds. Like I care about that screen right now, huh? <laughs> I got I got I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back going thirty seconds, huh? You got a lot. Hey, fabulo, buddy. you got a laugh. Right Not. I I just got one last thing. I urge all of you, all of you, to enjoy your life, the precious moments you have, to spend each day with some laughter and some thought, to get your emotions going, to be enthusiastic every day. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great can be accomplished without enthusiasm, to keep your dreams alive in spite of problems, whatever you have, to be able to work, hard for your dreams to, become, to come true, become a reality. Now I, I look at where I, I am now, and I know what I want to do. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give maybe some hope to others. Right, Arthur Ashe Foundation is a wonderful thing. And, and AIDS, the, the, the amount of money pouring in for AIDS is not enough, but it is significant. But if I told you it's 10 times the amount that goes in for cancer research, I also tell you that 500,000 people will die this year of cancer. And I also tell you that one in every four will be afflicted with this disease. And yet for somehow we seem to have put it in a little bit of the backbone. I want to bring it back on the front table. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. And ESPN has been so kind to support me in this endeavor and allow me to announce tonight that with ESPN's support, which means what? Their, 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 their money and their dollars, that they're helping me, we are starting the Jim, Jimmy V. Foundation for Cancer Research. And its its motto is, don't give up, don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. And if you see me, smile and maybe give me a hug, because that's important to me too. But try, if you can, to support, whether it's AIDS or the Cancer Foundation, so that, that someone else might survive might prosper and might actually be cured of this dreaded disease. I can't thank ESPN enough for allowing this to happen, and I'm gonna work as hard as I can, you know, for cancer research, and hopefully we'll be, maybe we'll have some cures and some breakthroughs, and I'd like to think, I'm gonna fight my brains out to be back here again next year for the Arthur Ashe recipient. (laughs) I wanna give it next year. I know I've got to go, I've I've got to go, and I've got one last thing, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, cancer can take away all my physical abilities, it cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul, and those three things are going to carry on forever, I thank you and God bless you all.
0: That, that was the SP speech, uh, given in 1994 by Jim Valvano, the 1983, uh, the coach of the 1983 North Carolina State Wolfpack, uh, who accepted award for courage. Uh, and just the points, some, if you listen to it carefully, some of the points that he makes are so powerful and he's just a basketball coach and it's just a game. But the lessons that you learn from sports and from basketball about teamwork, fair play, understanding yourself, understanding others are so much more powerful than just the ball and the hoop and who wins and loses. Um, You know, some of the messages that he focuses on is how do you live your life uh, to the fullest? And I think at a later date, we'd love to have uh, maybe Rabbi Weil and a few other of our previous guests talking about from the Jewish perspective is how do you live your life to the fullest? Uh, But what Jim Valvano says is that there are really three things you've got to do every day. You have to spend some time thinking. You have to spend some time laughing, and you've got to spend some time crying every day. And the quote that he says is, if you do all three of those things, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. And I think those are very important things that we have to try to take a step back at times and think about what's going on in our lives. Don't always deal day to day, minute by minute, second by second, but take a step back. Take a step back from the tree so you can see the whole forest and allow you to really focus on your life as a whole. You know, Jim Valvano was literally weeks away from dying, and his message to the world was don't give up, don't ever give up, is that you can continue to fight and to persevere and to make an impact on people. And that's something that he did in starting together with ESPN, the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. Um, But now that's something that now, um, let's say 21 years later, uh, now that Stuart Scott had passed away, uh, Stuart Scott was the same type of person and message and image is that he didn't give up when he found out he had his diagnosis for cancer He went through treatments, and he was in remission once, and then the cancer came back, and he was fighting and fighting and fighting, all while the same point he was trying to make is that I'm going to continue to help inspire others. I'm going to continue to be a part of my world, my daughter's world, my family's life, my work life, and I'm not going to give any of that stuff up. And we'll hear his speech, and you could hear the um, similarities between Jim Valvano's speech and Stuart Scott's speech uh, a little bit later on. But now just let's have a a touch of Jewish music to give us a feeling of... We're part of something bigger than ourselves and how you can always try and find the positives in some of the negatives that that we see every day.
2: Israeli, me, I'll be strong and be a man. The show, the 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 Oy, 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 gang, me are the
3: I was in despair, praying, oh, don't let me die. i Kiss me good night, I'm starting to see clearly that mommy dear she will be all right.
4: cry, What is it that you fear? And I tell him there once was another child who smelled this sweet and felt this warm. in the breeze, and who will stand before a world that now wishes to deny? Who will they believe in someone? By so fast, and like a fleeting shadow, no one will recall the faces of the past.
3: What will become of all the memories? Are they
4: to scatter with the dust? One thought gives me comfort It's all that I have left Oh, I know that God in heaven Won't forget
0: Listening to the Jewish Reaction, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler, I'm the Associate Director of Yachan, and we're talking about something a little uh, down today, I like to say, but it's really not. It's about positivity in the face of negativity. Um, and of course, we already listened to the speech that Jim Valvano gave at the SB Awards in 1994, focusing on family, focusing on life, focusing on living your life to the fullest and appreciating everything that you have, um, and these are personality traits that, that come out in all of us. You know, when somebody gets bad news, very often we hear it, you know, in society around cancer and illness, um, you know, people turn to religion, whether they're very strong religion based their whole life or not. When in time of grave danger and sickness and health concerns, people turn to religion because it gives them something to believe in more than themselves. It gives them something to be a part of. Um, And there's really – that's all in our minds. That's not a medical thing. You know, there's actually a study done by the American Cancer Society over 30 years studying 60,000 cancer patients. And they found that there is no real link between positivity and people's personality during the treatment and the cancer survival. But it's about what we make of it ourselves. You know, we'll hear a little bit later on when we listen to Stuart Scott's uh, speech when he won the uh, award – the Arthur Ashe Courage Award – this year at the ESPYs. Uh what he talks about is that cancer, you don't beat cancer or cancer doesn't beat you. You beat cancer by living your life to the fullest while you're dealing with cancer and the other side effects that it might come. It's a different perspective to keep in mind is that we're not about we're not losing to cancer. You're winning by taking advantage of and making the most of the time that we do have here. And that's something very important to, to to, to keep in mind of. Um, you know, before we move, move forward, let's listen to another song. Here's a selection from the Miami Boys Choir.
5: Final day, all your life concerned about best for me. Even in your final days, the past left in shock here, thinking, can it really be? happened on so fast now I Gave us all these years, now their memories. memories all. Energy was
6: endless,
5: cause you cared so much. Love and kindness, so unique in style. in your ways, sharing life and comforting to everyone, reflecting bright. all these years now the memory Us all these years, now they're memories, happy days, the tears, the love you gave us all these years, now they're memories.
0: i the Miami Boys Choir with uh, Sunshine, obviously talking about finding the positives and being a ray of light, um, you know, in everything that we do. And I think it's very apropos to the show uh, where we're discussing uh, how to find positives in a negative world, specifically dealing with uh, cancer and illness. Um, I think it's a very interesting topic. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the Associate Director um, of Yaha, and it's something that I want to read to you that I found uh, on the website for uh, cancer.org. The question is, does a positive attitude affect cancer? We discussed this a little bit earlier, but here's what the website says. People with cancer and their families may feel guilty about their emotional responses to the illness. They may feel pressure to keep a good attitude at all times, which is unrealistic, This feeling of pressure can come from within themselves, from other people, or both. Sadness, depression, guilt, fear, and anxiety are all normal parts of grieving and learning to cope with major life changes. Trying to ignore these feelings or not talking with others about them can make the person with cancer feel lonely. It can also make the emotional pain worse. And some people feel guilty or blame themselves when they can't stay positive, which only adds to their emotional burden. And, you know, people always say, like, why do good things happen to bad people? Why do bad things happen to good people? And it's not really a question about that. It's really a question of, you know, when you're faced with something, how do you rise above it? How do you turn it into a positive? And I think that's exactly what they're talking about here. And I think that's something that both Jim Valvano and Stuart Scott did is that they made the most of a bad situation. They were dying. They were dealing with cancer. They were dealing with pain and suffering and treatments and all the negatives that go along with it. But they wanted to stay positive for themselves, for their friends, for their family and give them something to fight for as opposed to just subduing and just giving in and saying, you know what, this is happening to me, I'm done, and kind of throwing in the towel. And I think that's really something that we can take away from this. And I think it's a fascinating thing to take a look at, you know, take a look at yourself. Everybody knows something, somebody who unfortunately has dealt with uh, cancer or some serious illness. And, and you can see how very often they become an inspiration to others, you know, Hopefully, the person with a positive prognosis has made it through and is now in remission. But even if they're not, you can always see that, you know, the ones who we remember and the ones who we love for it are the ones who rose above and persevered and became an inspiration to those closest to them and around them. Um, and I think that's something that we'll hear from Stuart Scott when we listen to his SB SP speech, uh, which we'll do in just a second. Stuart Scott, as I spoke earlier, was a, a Sports Center broadcaster, ES, he worked at ESPN. And he was a co-host for SportsCenter for 21 years. And he just died this past Sunday uh, from a seven-year bout with cancer. And a few months ago, he accepted the Arthur Esch Courage Award at the ESPY Awards and gave this speech.
7: You know, tomorrow, all my boys are going to be like, oh, man, I saw you at the ESPYs with Peyton Manning, Money Mayweather, and KD. I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jack Bauer saved the world, and he introduced me. 24 is my favorite TV show of all time, so Kiefer Sutherland, thank you very much. I am very honored. Every day I am reminded that our life's journey is really about the people who touch us. When I first heard that I was going to be honored with this reward, the very first thing that I did was, I was speechless, briefly. I've presented this award before. I mean, I've watched in awe as Kay Yow and Eric LeGrand and all these other great people grace this stage. And although intellectually, I get it, I'm a public figure, I have a public job, I'm battling cancer, hopefully I'm inspiring, at my gut level, I really didn't think that I belonged with those great people. But I listened to what Jim Balvano said 21 years ago. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Those great people didn't. Coach Valvano didn't. So, to be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listen to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us, and that's to build the V Foundation. And let me tell you, man, it works. I'm talking tangible benefits. You saw me in that clinical trial. Now. Here's the thing about that. Coach Valvano's words 21 years ago, helping me and thousands of people like me right now, direct benefits. That's why all of this, why we're here tonight, that's why it's so important. I also realized something else recently. You heard me kind of allude to it in the piece. I said, I'm not losing. I'm still here, I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I gotta amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. So live, live, fight like hell. And when you get too tired to fight, then lay down and rest and let somebody else fight for you. That's also very, very important. I can't do this, don't give up thing all by myself. I got thousands of people on Twitter and on the streets who encourage me. I got these amazingly wonderful people at ESPN. I got corporate executives, my bosses, this is true, who will text message me. And they'll say, hey, uh, heard you had chemotherapy today. You want me to stop by on the way home from work and pick you up something to eat and bring it to you? Seriously? Who does that? <laughs> Whose boss does that? My bosses do that. But even with all that, the fight is still much more difficult than I even realized. What you didn't see in the piece is what's gone on probably the last 10 days. I just got out of the hospital this past Friday, seven day stay. Man, I crashed. I had liver complications, I had kidney failure. I had four surgeries in a span of seven days. I had tubes and wires running in and out of every part of my body. And guys, when I say every part of my body, every part of my body. As of Sunday, I didn't even know if I'd make it here. I couldn't fight that doctors and nurses could. The people that I love, my friends and family, they could fight. My girlfriend who slept in a very uncomfortable hospital cot by my side every night, she could fight. The people that I love did last week what they always do. They visited, they talked to me, they listened to me, they sat silent sometimes, they loved me. And that's another one of the components of the V Foundation. This whole fight, this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. I called my big sister Susan a few days ago. Why? I needed to cry. It was that simple. And I know that I can call her. I can call my other sister Cynthia, my brother Stephen, my mom and dad. And I can just cry. And those things are very important. I have one more necessity. Yeah, it's really two. Two. Two very vibrant, intelligent, beautiful young ladies. The best thing I've ever done, the best thing I will ever do, is be a dad to Taylor and Sydney. It's true. I can't ever give up because I can't leave my daughters. Yes, sometimes I embarrass them. Sometimes they think I'm a tyrant. That's a direct quote. There is an adjective that describes tyrant, too, but I'm not going to go there. But Taylor and Sydney, I love you guys more than I will ever be able to express. You two are my heartbeat. I am standing on this stage here tonight because of you. My oldest daughter, Taylor, I wanted her to be here, but college sophomore, summer school, second semester, starting this week. Baby girl, I love you, but you go do you. You go do that. My littlest angel is here. My 14-year-old. Cindy, come up here and give Dad a hug because I need one. I want to say thank you, ESPN. Thank you, ESPYs. Thank all of you. Have a great rest of your night and have a great rest of your life.
0: And that was Stuart Scott's uh, acceptance speech of the Arthur Ashe Courage Award at this past year's ESPYs. Uh, You can just hear in his voice how passionate he is and how much he wants to make sure that his fight and his battle helps somebody else and becomes a part of other people's battle as well, uh, together with trying to live on and live through um, his, his two daughters, who he says you know are the shine of his life and the main existence uh, of his being, and I think that's something that a lesson that we can all learn from. It's got nothing to do with being Jewish or not. It's got nothing to do with being working in sports or elsewhere. Uh, it's all the same messages of try to make a positive, try to matter, try to be a part of something uh, bigger than yourself, um, and that's something that we all try to do every day. I think that it's an important topic to talk about. I think it's an important topic to uh to realize and to to hash out and to listen to and I think listening to these two speeches uh, for sure for me do it all the time is makes you appreciate it makes you appreciate who you are, who we are, where you're where you're coming from and trying to help you plan out uh where you're going. I hope that you got a little bit of inspiration from this and I hope that you can take something out of it uh to make your day, your life, your week uh and those of the loved ones around you uh just a little bit better, a little bit brighter and give a little bit more meaning. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, of course, you can catch us here every week, every Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock on the Nachum Siegel Network, immediately following JM in the AM. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and you've been listening to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com.
8: luat so moi so Shemo Advosai, Nafshi. Nafshi,